Welcome to the Big Golf Show. I'm your host, Nick Andreco, along with Eric Arbe. Eric, we're finally talking marketing today. Yes, we are. We've had a few non-marketing yes, thus far. Yes, we have. We have Julie Chang on the program today uh, to help our listeners kind of navigate the current marketing waters and improve their business. Uh, Julie is a marketing and business development consultant based out of uh, San Diego, our friend to the West. And she works uh, with golf courses and businesses to uh, help improve their bottom line and kind of help them refocus on their marketing efforts. So, Julie, thanks for joining us. How are you today? Hey, Nick. Hey, Eric. Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm doing great. Awesome. Julie, um, for people listening, can you give us a little bit of a, a background, kind of uh, what you've done in the past to uh, you know, come into your current situation that you're at now? Absolutely. Um, you know, I started out working in a lot of big corporations um, on the business side. I've, you know, worn a lot of different hats. Uh, but at the end of the day, I've, I've worked with businesses to help them, you know, grow revenue, look at how to expand their businesses, uh, look at how to position products and services, and how to effectively, effectively communicate that out to the marketplace. So whether it's building relationships one-on-one, building strategic partnerships, or looking at how to mass communicate, so that's kind of what I've been doing um, for the past 15 years in my career. Um, more recently, in the, in the last several years, I started consulting. Um, and my, my interest there was I wanted to work with some smaller businesses. I wanted to have uh, more of an impact and be able to help shape um, you know, how businesses approached uh, growing revenue and looking at different revenue streams. And in a lot of ways, you know, being able to wear a lot of different hats um, is kind of exciting and challenging. Kind of how I, you know, went from various industries like the financial technology world and the digital marketing world to the lifestyle world and working with um, folks like golf courses, um, gyms, and, and restaurants and whatnot is, is really born out of passion. Um, you know, I, I would have to honestly say that um, I didn't have a lot of personal passion for a lot of the big corporate clients that I worked with. Um, not to, you know, disparage the financial world or the manufacturing world, but I wouldn't say that I, I had a personal connection to it. And so for me, you know, my, in my free time, um, I left the golf. Um, I became a really avid golfer moving out to San Diego nine years ago. Um, I like to travel and, and drink wine. And so kind of the lifestyle world is a space that, um, you know, is, is personally dear to me. And as I started, you know, playing golf, I started to see a lot of the things that golf courses and the golf industry as a whole were not doing to connect with different demographics. And being a woman and a minority woman, I certainly saw that, you know, golf is very male-dominated. And I think that's a huge opportunity for the golf industry um, in terms of being able to connect with, you know, folks like myself and, and other um, groups that I think are currently underserved. Um, and that, that point was kind of driven home for me when I started volunteering with the First of San Diego. Um, and their desire was to, you know, branch out into a broader demographic. I mean, they, the First Key serves a minority demographic um, as their mission. But in, in their donor base and in their volunteer base, it still is predominantly a traditional, um, I think, you know, golf demographic, which is um, older white male. And so in, in working with them on their marketing committee, you know, their desire was to, how do we reach out to, um, to people to get them more involved, folks like women and minorities. And at the end of the day, I think if you're not a golfer and you don't understand the value and the life that golf can teach to children or to even adults, um, then it's very difficult to connect with it at, at a general level or as uh, someone who might be interested in playing. So one of the challenges was, you know, how do, how do they actually grow that demographic? So I'll stereotype the details of that and 
kind of how I help them um, expand uh, their donor base and their volunteer base. But you know, those are kind of the kind of the linchpins for me that put me down the path of wanting to focus on the golf industry. Well, you know, Julie, marketing is a it's a it's a very broad term that a lot of people just. Um, maybe don't even 100% know exactly what it means because it sounds kind of intimidating. Um, how, 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 do, how do you work with some of these businesses or these individuals uh, to have them – where do they start? How do you have them to, to start looking at their marketing efforts? Well, let's, you know, let's talk about what you mentioned, you know, what is marketing. And I think you know, rather than always pulling up you know, your, your Wikipedia definition, I think at the end of the day, marketing is about uh, connecting with people. And so marketing is about reaching out to, you know, your core constituents, your existing client base, but it's also about connecting with, you know, new audiences. And so marketing is is kind of a, um, I think is a very global term and it can, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, putting out an advertisement piece or participating in social media or um, a partnership, you know, I wouldn't say that those things are necessarily, you know, just about marketing. I think at the end of the day, marketing encompasses growing your business. And so there's a lot of different activities that you have to do in order to market yourself. And so, you know, when you look at the strategies and the tactics of, of how you market, that's one piece of it. The marketing really starts before that. Marketing starts with how you actually build your your product and how you build your services. So if you're a golf course looking to attract um, women or juniors, you know, do you set up your golf course in a way that is attractive? So that's really, you know, that has nothing to do with, you know, an advertisement or social media. That has to do with, you know, do you offer things like junior rates? Do you publish that on, on your website? Um, do you offer mindful rates? You know, do you offer lessons? Do you offer women-only lessons? Um, there's a lot of different, you know, components to that, I think, that, that lead up into the marketing. And at the end of the day, the, the advertisement or the social media, that's just the delivery mechanism. But marketing really starts in your business. I like that. I like that's a different way of uh, looking at it, there, Julie. That um, you know, a lot of a lot of golf course owners and operators usually don't start with that. Like you said, they usually start with uh, Nick and I see this all the time. Is yeah, what do I need to be doing on Twitter? I signed up. Now what? You know, I have a Facebook page with ten likes. Now what? So that's that's a nice way of looking at it. Right. I mean, I think I think people really really need to look at social media as just another tool. So you know, when you want to connect with someone. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You can meet someone in person. You can pick up the phone and call them. You can email them. You can text them. These days, you can tweet them. Um, but I think when you look at you know who you're communicating with, you need to look at who your audience is. So if you're wanting to you know call up your if you want to invite your grandma to dinner, you're probably not going to tweet her. Um, you know if you're wanting to ask someone out on a first time date, you know I'm old fashioned. Um, I don't really think someone should probably ask you out via text. Um, definitely not via Twitter, but at the end of the day, you know, you need to look at who your audience is and what you're trying to achieve, and then you figure out what the best mode is to, you know, to reach that target audience. And so I think when you look at marketing, you look at social media, look at them simply as communication um, mechanisms, but make sure that you are looking at who you want to reach. What is the best way to do that? See, the funny part is, Eric, is that the, this is what the golf professional used to do. I'm probably going to insult a lot of our fellow professionals. I'm not saying that a lot of good ones don't do it, but this is what the professional used to do. You know, they used to be able to, they used to be the communicator. 
you know. Mm. And I don't know. I feel like we're losing that a little bit. And, and the reason being is, Julie, you talked about all these different platforms. You know, we're um, – a lot of – I've heard people, many people say this, you know, these social like Twitter and Facebook, these things are fads or they're trends. And I just think it's funny when we hear that term because, as you touched on, um, they're just other ways of communicating. So um, that, that instead of looking at that as a negative, is oh, I have to learn what, what these new tools are, uh, learning, taking it and being a positive, you know, turning it to a positive and saying, hey, these are great. These are more opportunities that I can create. I can, I can go to where my audience is, and that directly affects my bottom line. So Absolutely. And, and I, I think there's always going to be, you know, new tools coming out. So, you know, whether or not Facebook or Twitter are relevant, you know, in five years is, is not really important. Uh, what's important is, you know, like you said, these are tools that, you know, are relevant today. What are they? How do I reach the people that I best want to reach? And, and where do they listen? So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how I want to communicate or how you want to communicate. It's where are people listening? So if you want to reach, you know, an older generation that isn't on Twitter, then then your tweets probably aren't going to be that effective for that demographic. If you want to reach, you know, young, the younger generation or a certain demographic that is, you know, web savvy and social media savvy, then, you know, Twitter or text um, or whatever the current, you know, fad or trend is, that's where you need to reach them. So I think that the, the boil down to is where are your clients listening? Well, and how do you – I think what some of the problem is, and <clears throat> it's something I'm, I, I, we hear all the time, I'm sure that you probably do as well, is like, hey, there's, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, YouTube. There's all these different platforms. I don't have time to learn all of these different platforms. So is that when, is that when you say, hey, you need to pick up the phone and call somebody? Like you need to work with someone that does this for a living. Is that is that kind of what you're more advocating? Is like, hey, this, you don't have to wear all these hats. You shouldn't wear all these hats because nobody isn't you know the jack of all trades. You're probably the master of none. Is as, as Eric and I always love to, to quote that. But um, is that something that you're kind of advocating? Is hey, you need to build a strong team around you. Is that? I mean, I think I think there's different ways to look at it. I mean, certainly in larger organizations, um, having someone who is responsible for marketing strategy and business strategy is important. And you know, unfortunately, um, I think when you look at a lot of teams, you know, or a lot of a lot of businesses in the, in the golf industry, you know, outside of the top tier, you don't see necessarily someone dedicated to that. Um, so if you have someone who who is dedicated to that, you have someone staff. Then I think it is it is very important for you know, that person obviously to um, get as much education as possible and stay up on the latest and greatest. Um, but in this day, you know, there there isn't one person who can do everything. Um, much like you know, you would rely on your superintendent or whoever at a golf course to, to you know look at how best to lay off the golf course or to look at you know um, when when you're supposed to be you know doing verification. Um, you, you rely on certain people for pockets of expertise. You can't expect that, you know, your superintendent or your director of operations is suddenly going to become, you know, a Twitter expert. Um, so there's no shame in, in reaching out for outside help. And, and I think one of the things that, you know, I've, I've heard a lot is, is that people don't have the budget. And so I think when 
people need to, when people start looking at budget and marketing and looking at things like web strategy and overall business strategies, they have to realize that marketing budgets aren't about, you know, advertisement or social media. It's about business strategy. It's about how do I make more money? And if you are, you know, in the business of making money, then you're going to want to carve out some money to invest in that. Um, and so how you do that, whether you hire a consultant or you hire an agency or you bring someone in-house, you know, that is a, a question that is, is going to highly vary depending on your organization. Um, but you do definitely need someone who is focused on helping you grow your bottom line. Um, in order to do that, you have to have someone who's dedicated to that. Boy, those words, Nick, couldn't, uh, couldn't be more true, what you said about um, – the, the marketing strategy being your business strategy and, you know, a lot of the people we see don't want to spend a lot of money on marketing because they don't view it like that. They view it as, oh, why do I need you know spend money on that? They don't realize it's such an investment in their business. There, there were so many stories that were coming to my head. The, the, uh, it's just like if you're, if you're trying to get in shape or you're trying to, you know, you, just because you join a gym or you go to the gym for a week – that's uh, not going to get you in shape. It's a long-term commitment. Uh, you know, over the course of six months to a year, eighteen months, you're going to start seeing all these in, in the, the investment of time and money that you put into these marketing efforts. You're going to see them. Uh, you're going to see it start paying off. Uh, and and when I had to, uh, the ultimate face palm that we always talk about, Eric, with the uh, with uh, using these tools is, uh, and I wish I had an exact quote from somebody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them out anyways on the on. Uh, on the air, but uh, I have my intern coming in uh, soon. He's going to do Twitter and Instagram for us. Julia, how, how often do you hear uh, just because that person's young, they're all of a sudden a social media expert? <laughs> well, that, that's you know, that's I, my I, pet peeve. That's one of my pet peeves. I, you know, it's um... – <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I don't know that there. I don't know that there is a, a like a perfect answer for this, but I don't think it's so much relative to age. At the end of the day, it's about you know, do you want to um, be good at what you're doing, and can you find expertise? Um, so, you know, to say someone's young and they're great at social media, it'd be like saying, hey, if you're you know 35 or 45 and never play golf, and you should never try, because you know, mm-hmm. look at all the young guys on the PGA Tour, all the big hitters are young guys, right? So I think that there's a fallacy in that, inherent in that statement. Do young people have an advantage being that they kind of grew up in, in the digital world? Um, certainly. But, you know, there are a lot of uh, young kids these days who don't even do Facebook because they're kind of, you know, turned off to it or whatnot. Um, and then there's a whole, you know, another young demographic that's fully embraced it. Um, so I, th- I think that, in, uh, you know, you just have to find expertise in, in whatever, wherever you can find it. Um, and it might be in, you know, the marketing person that you've been working with for 10 years. Um, but they simply need to go out and sharpen up on their, on their tool set. Um, I think in the business world, you know, it's constantly evolving. And if you look at, um, if you really look at what's evolved since the iPhone came out in 2007, and it's kind of shocking to think that, you know, something like what, seven years, seven years ago, we didn't even have smartphones and look at how much the world has, has left since then. And so, you know, you just kind of have to, to roll with the punches as different technologies come out. And if you already have people on staff or you, you're already working with someone, then they certainly need to be, you know, using the latest and greatest or you're going to get left behind. And, and that at the end of the day is, is a business function. That's not a marketing function. Um, so, 
you know, I don't know if I answered your question, but I don't think it has to be someone who is 19 or, you know, 20. I mean, if that were the case at 37, you know, you might as well like roll me out to pasture. <laughs> Julie, a uh, question for you. Um, are you familiar with Golf Now? The Golf Channel. I'm sure you, if you watch the Golf Channel, you've probably seen it. A lot of golf courses that we deal with um, kind of rely on golf now to do a lot of marketing for them. You know, they basically trade some tee times and they get put on the Golf Now platform. And, you know, Golf Now serves up, you know, an aggregator basically. So you can search by city and state and see what golf courses are on there. And, you know, they kind of rely on them to, to bring in a lot of their revenue and, and, you know, do a good portion of their marketing for them. And for some courses, I think it's working out okay. For others, not so great. Um, so when, when golf courses, you know, have that mindset, what's what, what would you say to that and to get them to, to really work at it themselves rather than have a system like that in place that, that doesn't really help them, that kind of drives their value down? Well, you know, I look at golf now or, or really any, any site, um, that offers you the ability to book two times as, as a tool. It's not a marketing strategy. It's not a business strategy. Um, if you're a golf person and you want to, you know, reach new, new demographics, um, you have to look at things like Golf Now or other two time aggregators as simply reaching one, one slice of, of the market, uh, which is typically existing golfers. Um, so I think one of the things the golf industry, you know, can do better at is to reach new golfers. But golf is, you know, has kind of some fairly high barrier entry when you look at golf compared to basketball or baseball. I mean, you need um, typically more expensive equipment. Um, you need the attire. Um, and then there's a whole world behind, you know, the etiquette, which, you know, I don't know about you guys, but... I don't carry around the rules book and, and I don't, you know, I don't always know um, what all the different rules are in, in the game of golf. And so when you're looking at wanting to play the game of golf, um, it, it can be a bit intimidating. And so when I, when I look at a, a golf now, right, you're doing it, you're reaching people who want to book tee times, but what about everybody else who might be interested in golf? What about, you know, kids who, who might be interested um, in, in golf and a, and a dad who is a golfer, um, but doesn't know how to get his kid involved in the game of golf. What if it's, you know, a wife, you know, or a sister or a family member who wants to get into golf? Or what if you are just someone who wants to um, play golf because, you know, you don't want to be um, left out there when you're seeing others playing or your friends are playing or you want to do it for, for business reasons? I actually became a golfer, not because I, you know, the light bulb went off one day and I said, oh, I have to go play golf. I started out playing golf because I was um, working in the financial world, and my company alone hosted like 10 plus golf tournaments. There were always opportunities to play golf, and a lot of businesses on the golf course. And I and I looked at it and said, you know, I am missing out. I am not um, participating in something that is very male dominated. And at the end of the day, why? Because I have I have fear. I you know don't know how to play golf. I don't know the etiquette. So I sought out you know a golf professional and started taking lessons and paying a lot of money to do that, which isn't available to everyone. So I think when, you know, when you look at things like Golf Now or, or any other marketing um, strategy, that's just one piece of it. And I think at the day, if golf courses want to grow revenue, they need to increase the, you know, sales one-on-one. They need to increase the funnel. They need to increase the potential number of people coming into the funnel that they can convert into loyal clients. 
Um, and how do you do that? Well, you have to reach out to new demographics. And those are people that aren't your audience. Um, so they're the people that, you know, aren't existing golfers, but maybe on the cusp or wanting to learn golf or have played golf but haven't developed a passion for it. So how do you make golf accessible to them? And I think that is one of the, the business strategies, slash marketing strategies that a lot of golf can manage up. So I, I think it's a, it would be foolish to rely on a single website or golf or tea time aggregator as your business strategy. You know, the PGA has been trying to answer that question for two years. They have their little eight-year plan <clears throat> with Golf 2.0 uh, right. to, to answer that exact question that you just asked was how do you how do you market to these groups? And they, uh, you know, we hear a lot of negative, you know, a lot of negativity from from professionals about the PGA uh, doesn't do this, doesn't do that. These programs don't work. They devalue. Uh, but what the PGA is doing well, which um, I, I support them on, is that they are at least uh, you know, they're they're putting a lot of the they're doing a lot of the hard work up front, and, and they have a lot of programs up front that you can use. Another, as you as you said, a kind of a slice of the pie. It's another it's another thing to do. You know, you can't just do you can't put all your eggs in one basket. So they they just they offer another or multiple solutions. Um, if you're taking advantage of them, and then you're also doing your um, you know your own kind of marketing thing. Uh, I think a combination of all of these things. There's not one silver bullet, and um, you know I just think that's something that it, it sounds like a lot of work uh, to you know to businesses. So I think that's what the I don't know, Eric. Is that what you? Is, that's what we probably hear all the time. You know, hear mostly is that it's just a lot of work. Yeah. To I mean, you got to be in you know a hundred different places. Yeah, and you know it is tough for if if there isn't a dedicated marketing manager, if the golf pro you know is responsible for doing all these things, he has to wear so many hats, and this is a, a very intimidating hat too. So, so, so yeah, Julie, when you so so tell us so for everyone listening that is like okay, this is all great, you, you know, we we know all this stuff. Maybe um, how do I get started? So like, what would you what would you do? I, and I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but like. What would you do for – or the quick answer, I guess, to somebody that's saying, hey, I, I understand I have a problem or, or my marketing efforts could be a lot better. Um, what can I do today or this week um, that's going to help jumpstart this process? Uh, you know, How do I start in looking internally on, at this problem? Well, I think there's a, a couple pieces. One is, um, in my experience, a lot of small businesses um, and small organizations – there's a lot of uh, fragmentation in who's doing the work. So the golf pro is doing one thing and might be relying on a marketing um, agency that kind of just does the execution but doesn't really drive the strategy because they don't understand golf. Um, there's probably you know the GM that, that's heavily involved in kind of um, taking off a lot of the, the communication pieces. Um, there might be an events person. Um, at the end of the day, I think it, it has to be an, an organization-driven model. So a golf organization needs to come together and talk about, you know, who do we, you know, how do we want to grow the business? And are there some obvious opportunities? Um, and so, it, it, you know, sometimes it has to be a brainstorming session because demographics are going to highly vary depending on what part of the country you're in and where you're physically located um, and what type of golf course you are, whether you're private, equity, public, uni, whatever it may be. And so I think you have to, as a business, answer some of those questions and come together as a team. Because this is a business problem, it's not a marketing problem. So one of the advice, you know, the biggest messages that I want to leave with people is 
don't look at marketing as, oh, I need to go out and put off this advertisement piece or I need to generate a newsletter or I need to go out and do Facebook and Twitter and suddenly I'm going to grow my business. Because those are just um, things that happen, you know, they're just communication pieces. They're ways to reach your audience. But you have to start out with the big picture, which is how do I want to grow my business and who do I want to reach and is it feasible and can I support that in my business? So operationally um, and resource-wise, you know, can we actually deliver um, on this message? And I think that, that those are some of the big questions. So one is I'd advocate that you sit down as an organization, and if you do work with any outside people, you need to bring them in so they're all talking the same language, which is what do I want to achieve as a business? Two is I go with the stupid, simple rules. You have to pick one thing that you want to do. You know, there's sometimes, you know, businesses get excited because there's all these different ideas. Um, and they try to do too much. So I, I see a lot of newsletters where I see four, five, ten things crammed into it. And, you know, you don't really know what the message is. And I don't really know who it's intended for. So stick with one message. You know, start simple. And I think that that is um, one of the themes that you're seeing these days in marketing and communication business. We're so overwhelmed with so much information all the time in so many different ways that it's really impossible to focus. So my advice is keep your, you know, strategy simple. Pick one idea um, and go after that idea. And then look at how do you build messaging off that idea. And then you start to look at how do I communicate that. So, you know, if you're wanting to go after juniors, for instance, um, using things like social media, maybe that will come into play. But are there other obvious ways in which you can get juniors on your golf course? Maybe it's partnering with the schools. Or maybe it's partnering with a nonprofit or some type of youth organization. So those are much more, you know, direct relationships that you have to build and much less about marketing strategy and social media. And so, uh, you know, stick with one thing and then look at what are the different pieces that have to fall into place to make that successful. And then the third thing is you, know, you really do have to look at this as an entire business. So you have to say, you know, am I set up to um, – to serve the demographic that I want to reach out to to grow my business. You know, do I have the appropriate um, mechanisms in place? So if you're wanting to reach out to kids and, and families, for instance, you know, how do you address the issue of a dad with two kids or three kids? You know, who's driving the golf cart if they don't all fit in one? Um, so there's a lot of like basic things that get overlooked, but at the end of the day are about enjoyment on the golf course. Um, it's things like, you know, how how, you know, where do you put your, um, your tee boxes? And, you know, do you take the time to educate uh, new golfers about teeing it forward and a lot of things that the PGA is doing? Um, so there's a lot of kind of operational and, and kind of golf things that need to be addressed um, before you execute the marketing or business strategy. And that, I think, when you, when you, if you fail to do those components, then you might end up seeing, you know, lack of success or failure. And it's not that maybe you had a bad idea or that it's a flawed um, business idea. A lot of times it's the execution along the way or the things that you forgot to think about um, to make sure that the experience is enjoyable for your target demographic and um, that causes that whole kind of business effort or marketing effort to fail. So those are kind of like the, the big picture tips that I would leave with people is to, you know, you've got to keep it simple. You have to approach this as an entire um, organization. And you need to really think about you know, who you want to reach and how to reach them, and then what the message is. And keep it, like I said, keep it simple. 
I hope people rewind this and listen to that a few times. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> it's really like good info to take away. Preaching, preaching right there. <laughs> no, the, it's all it's all stuff that I, I love that you said everything there. I mean, there's nothing there I, we disagreed with. I, at least I didn't, Eric. I mean, it's yeah. I, um, I, you know, I, I I think some people acknowledge that, some people know that, and then other people, um, you know, they don't maybe want to face that side of it. I think one thing I want to add to that is I like. Um, if if you really don't know what you're up to, or you, you're not 100 percent sure, you're not confident in in doing these things. Um, you know, starting really small, picking something, um, just one thing, like you said, maybe growing your junior program, or even you can get even small. You know, I'm gonna we're gonna increase uh, or make you know more. We're gonna we want to increase by 20 percent our our summer junior camps. So just pick one item. Uh, you know, that you can really focus on and see how that goes and see who who on your team, who on your staff kind of rises to the occasion, who doesn't, who's interested. Um, and, you know, you can next year when you're when you have more of these conversations, you can kind of say, well, you know, hey, uh, you know, Tim over there, he did he did a really good job with communicating, uh, you know, via our newsletter, staying on top of that stuff. So let's you know, let's keep him involved with that kind of side of it and see if he wants to do more of the tech stuff. Maybe we, maybe this person's doing more on this media where, where, wherever they are, maybe they're going, you know, I'm not saying they're going door to door, but, uh, you know, pick out people's strengths and, and, uh, and, you know, starting small might help you identify some of those. Yeah, I like, like talking about keeping it simple as well. Yeah. Cause a lot of, a lot of people we talk to think it is pretty intimidating. So if they realize that they can start off small and keep things simple and that's, that's a little less intimidating. Yeah. I think keeping it simple is, is really key. And then I think it's about, you know, I think a lot of times um, organizations get caught up in the, um, I want to tell them everything about what we do and how great it is. And so the newsletters and the website and, a lot of things reflect that. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really reach uh, anyone in particular. So I think you know, organizations need to really take a step back and say, you know, what is this messaging about? Um, who do I want to reach and what do they want to hear? Um, and, and how do I make them, you know, have the best experience? And so, you know, I think, um, I think that that is often missing in business and marketing strategy, which is really putting the customer first. Instead of it being ego-driven and saying, hey, look at how great my golf course is, think about, you know, what is it that someone wants to experience or get out of it? Um, and if you start with that and put your, yourself in the shoe as a customer, then I think you're much more likely to connect with them because at the end of the day, that's what your goal is, is to connect with them and how they want to hear it. And so, you know, I think that the 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 simple analogy that I would give is, is kind of, you know, the, the men versus women thing and how men and women hear things differently than the Mars versus Venus. And I think a lot of men can relate to this. You know, sometimes you have to say the things that women want to hear or in the way they want to hear them. Um, and likewise, you know, women have to, you know, talk to men in a certain way to effectively communicate. And so I think that that, if you think about an old adage, you know, that is ultimately what boils down to when it comes to marketing and looking at communication. It's really as simple as, you know, how does that person hear the message or what do they want to get out of it? Um, and it's not about what you want to tell them because, you know, oftentimes that's not what they want to hear. So I think it's, it's about going back to that. And, and, and marketing doesn't have to be complicated. It really is, is about the human element, which is how do I connect with people um, and in what way do I do it? 
And if you can kind of remember that versus getting caught up in, let me be, you know, slick or let me be crafty. And, and that I think is where some of the marketing fails is, you know, don't, don't spend, um, don't stay up at night thinking about slick marketing slogans. Think about, you know, what is it going to be that someone's going to be able to identify with and connect with? Yeah, I think that's really, that's something that gets overlooked a little bit is that, you know, marketing is about remembering that, you know, you're all about your brand and your customer isn't, you know, like you, I know you always want to talk about your brand. I don't mean you, I mean the business wants to talk about their brand all all the time. And, um, you know, the customer doesn't necessarily care. So you're, you're talking about, you know, how are, what are some ways and maybe even indirectly or indirect, you're, you know, more specifically indirectly that we can kind of get our message across to them. Um, I mean, we see so many bad, and I, you know, I, I know that social is just one, one tool, but we see so many bad practices on social, um, that it's, um, it's a no wonder that this, that they feel like this is, you know, Hey, this stuff doesn't work. You know, my marketing efforts are failing. Uh, my numbers aren't up or they're barely growing. Um, you know, what are, what would you say to someone that's, uh, or some of these things that, Hey, I've tried these things in the past, whether it's social or not, but Hey, I've tried newsletters in the past. I've tried this in the past. I've tried that in the past. How many times should you be trying it until maybe you give up, you know, or you try something new? I mean, is there, is there a, a patience that you need to have, or you need to, you know, I know like Twitter, we always tell everybody, if you expect to see results in the first probably six months, uh, you might be crazy. Like, you know, you need to really put some effort in. It's a more of a long-term play. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts kind of on the, on the, how long some of these, uh, some of these marketing efforts, you know, can take? I think at the end of the day, you can't quit. You can't stop doing all these things. Um, like I said, you know, there's always going to be trends, right? There's always going to be a new platform or a new medium, but you kind of have to adopt all of them because you do reach different demographics. I think that the question is, is why is it failing? Right. So if your newsletter has a really horrible open rate, you know, why is that? Or if it has, you know, it's, you know, if you're, you're not seeing a lot of conversion with, you know, click-throughs back to your site, um, you know, why is that? And so I think you, you have to look at all the why. Um, and then I think where the execution fails that, that you were saying is, is the message. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I don't read a lot of these newsletters because they have horrible subject lines. Um, or they're completely not relevant to me, or I get way too many newsletters um, from the same golf course or the same organization. Um, so it's kind of like crying wolf. Like if you're going to send me a 40% off like every other day, like it's not, it's no longer special, right? So I'm not really going to open it and click on it. Um, it. A lot of times the newsletters have way too much information. Going back to the stupid simple rule, you know, people online on their computers do not read, they scan. So it's not like sitting down and reading a book. People scan, and typically you have between six and like 10 seconds to grab someone's attention before they click on something else. And so if you have it populated with way too much information, then people don't know where to go. Like their mind, literally, it's a, it's a, there's all, all this like eyeball, you know, scanning research that's behind how people, you know, read emails and, and browse websites. Um, but if you, if you present them with way too much information, um, they just don't know what to do. And there's, so there's a reason why Google is as simple as it is or Apple's website is as simple as it is. It's because they want you to do simple things and they want you to know where to go. So if you're featuring an offering or a package, you know, don't 
don't dilute that with 15 other things that you're excited to talk about. Um, so a lot of times the, it's the execution that's failing. It's, it's not that the medium is, is wrong. Um, so at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, you have to, you have to do all of it, uh, or you don't have to do all of it. Sometimes, you know, you need to keep it simple and focus on doing a few of the things really well before you kind of tack on other pieces. But at some point, you know, as a business, you're going to have to address all of it. It would be like running a golf course. If you want to run a world-class golf course, it would be like saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just shut my restaurant down and I'm not going to serve you know, food and wine or, you know, food and beer because, you know, I just can't focus on that. I'm too focused on maintaining the golf course. Well, you're not going to be able to run a world-class golf course if you do that, if you neglect that part of your business because your, you know, clients are going to expect they're going to be able to, you know, dine and have a, a you know, some type of food and beverage service on the course, and that's part of the experience. So um, I think they have to look at marketing and the different things that they have to do as core to your business versus as, hey, it's just, you know, something that I'm not sure it's going to yield up the results, so I'm just going to completely ignore it. Um, I don't think that that's the answer. I think it's how do I do it smarter? Is there a way that I can develop some um, expertise and do this better to do it smarter? Do I need to hire someone? Do I need to work more closely with my agency? Do I need to, you know, work with an intern? Do I need to work with a consultant? There's a lot of different ways that it can be accomplished, but you can't just completely ignore it. Preach. I know I said it before, <laughs> but um, Julie, will you come back and do another podcast with us? I, we, I I wish we had I, I we we uh, we don't like running these podcasts super long because I know people like to listen to these the feedback we've got people like to listen to these on their car uh, in the car on their way to work in the morning and, and afterwards so um, we try to keep them to you know under definitely under an hour so uh, we're probably gonna ha- definitely gonna have another um, a couple marketing podcasts for everybody because it's a really hot topic everyone likes to hear about so yeah we'd love to if you can join us again sometime. Um, maybe we'll dive into more best practices and some other techniques because I know that's what everyone loves to hear. I know it's not 100% focused on that, but um, that's uh, yeah, it always always seems to to piggyback into a good conversation. So, yeah. um, Eric, I think do our you... audience would definitely get a a lot out of another podcast with Julie. Yeah, uh, Eric, where um, you know, where can people find us? People can find us on the web at thebiggolfshow.com. People can find us on Twitter. Reach out to us at thebiggolfshow or on their iOS device under the Podcasts app. Find us there. Just search for The Big Golf Show or to go to iTunes under Podcasts and search for The Big Golf Show. Listen to us there. And I will put Julie's information on uh, The Big Golf Show on her page if you click on her name there. Um, If you're just listening to this just on iTunes, you can go to thebiggolfshow.com slash Julie Chang will probably be is the URL, and um, or just click on it from the homepage, and you can get uh, links to to contact her and talk with her and learn a whole bunch of new fun stuff and get get uh, get the business rolling. So, Julie, again, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. All right, Eric. Let's sign off. Take care.